Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's January 10th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. A good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. I've got three briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First, some breaking news out of Washington, D.C. The White House confirming this morning that Joe Biden mishandled classified information and may have put the country at risk. I'll share the latest. Second, a war between the United States and China would be devastating. But who would win? There's a new assessment out for us this morning to consider. Third, we have an international mystery to solve this morning involving a Russian ship, a South African naval base, and cargo loaded in the dead of night. I'll give you those details in a bit. Later, though, we close out the podcast with a story about which Americans amongst us are the most happy and why. But before we get to that, we got to get started with this. We've got a new White House scandal to report this morning. According to CBS News, Joe Biden was in the unlawful possession of at least 10 classified documents from his days as vice president. They were left buried in a pile of other documents in an old office that Mr. Biden used from 2017 to 2020. They were discovered during a recent move. Now, at this hour, we have more questions than answers, but here's what we know so far confirmed by White House attorneys this morning. Last November, just before the midterm elections, Mr. Biden's staff was going through assorted paperwork at his old office at something called the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. So that organization is a a think tank, and he took a position there after he left the vice presidency in 2017. He remained there until he announced his run for the presidency in 2020. So for whatever reason, that office had not been properly packed up over the past couple of years, which is quite odd. But as his staff was doing so last fall, they found at least 10 documents with classified markings. Now that classified material was mixed up with unclassified material strewn about in a closet or a cabinet. By the way, all of this is according to reports from not just CBS News, but multiple media outlets at this point, from Reuters to Politico to Fox News. But regardless, we have no idea what level of classification these documents had, nor do we know, for instance, whether the material involved human sources or informants or perhaps uh, intercepted phone calls or emails. But what we do know is that Biden's attorney contacted the Justice Department and the National Archives upon discovering this material, and they later took possession of all of it. So at that point, this last fall, the Justice Department tasked a U.S. attorney in Chicago to conduct a damage assessment. 
That will look at the sensitivity of the intelligence of these classified materials and whether there are now lives at risk, especially of these informants abroad. So this assessment will also look at who took this classified information out of these secure areas at the White House. Also, when did they do it and why? Moreover, did they share this information with anyone? And finally, was Biden's son Hunter aware of any of it? Because we know that he had contacts around this time with folks all around the world to include Chinese nationals. Now, at present, we do not know how far along this damage assessment is, although we are getting some indications that we should probably get something in the next two to four weeks. So, folks, that is the extent of what we know this morning. And with that, let's now pivot to my analysis and counsel. Well, this breaking news probably reminds many of us of the case of former President Donald Trump, who allegedly had classified material at his home in Florida. Now, the FBI raided it to get it back. Now, when that story broke last August, Joe Biden was asked to comment on that situation. And he said, quote, how could that have possibly happened? How could anyone be that irresponsible? End quote. Oh, all right. That hypocrisy aside, a reasonable person might be asking themselves then if there's any difference between these two cases of Biden and Trump possessing this classified material. Well, the answer is absolutely yes. There is a huge difference. And here's what it is. First, when Mr. Biden or his staff took those materials, probably when he was vice president, he had no legal authority to remove those documents from government property to an unsecured location. That material, folks, has to be kept on government property in something called a skiff. Removing it from a skiff and leaving it unattended or unsecured, which is what Biden did here, that is grounds for security clearances getting pulled and or facing prosecution. Meanwhile, in the case of Trump, it's more complicated. So he claims that he declassified all of that material that he possessed in Florida prior to his departure from the White House. In other words, while he was president. So his argument is that the documents that were stamped classified were in fact not because as president, he has the authority to declassify those documents as he wants. Well, his argument, according to most constitutional scholars, is legally sound. According to a 1988 Supreme Court case called the Department of Navy versus Egan, presidents have the authority to declassify virtually anything so long as they do so when they are president. Now, there is some debate about whether a president can declassify certain nuclear secrets, but that's about the only gray area on this issue. Now, I should mention just from a personal side here, if what Trump did is constitutional and legal, that's fine, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it was good or smart. In fact, that's why there is an office that generally oversees the protocol of when someone, even a president, wants to declassify something. It's called the Information Security Oversight Office. But I want to emphasize something here. Using that office is not a constitutional or legal requirement for the president. He or she can do whatever they want. All right. So in this case with Biden, what comes next? Well, his Department of Justice will decide if he or his staff face some degree of penalty, which could range from fines to a removal of security clearances to even prosecution. But when it comes to prosecution of Biden, it really becomes an issue for the House of Representatives to investigate and decide if it reaches the level of impeachment. 
And it's just too early to know what they would decide or do because it's probably going to depend on how sensitive the information is that Biden and his team took unlawfully and then left unsecured. So in short, folks, if you remember nothing else, I want you to remember these two key takeaways. Mr. Biden and his team undeniably broke the law. You cannot possess classified information outside of a skiff and leave it unattended, in this case, for over six years. Second, Biden had no declassification authority to declassify those documents in his possession. That is unlike Trump, who did have such an authority, even if we do not like or disagree with his decision to do so when it comes to those documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago. So the bottom line, folks, I'm going to keep you posted on this scandal because it is one, and it is a very important thing to discuss no matter your politics. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I've got two more critical pieces of news for you, so hang tight and we will be right back. Ready to elevate your range day or hunting trip? Silencers are the best upgrade you can make to your firearm. And yes, they're completely legal. Silencer Shop makes getting your suppressor easier than ever. Silencer Shop is the nation's largest suppressor distributor, and they'll help get your new suppressor quickly and easily. Suppressor approvals are coming back faster than ever, often in just a few days. Silencer Shop guarantees an exceptional experience with their top-notch customer service, unbeatable prices, and renowned submission simplicity and accuracy. They partner with over 6,000 local gun stores nationwide to ensure easy access to the best suppressors. And at Silencer Shop, a portion of your online purchase supports your favorite gun stores directly. In just five minutes, you can have your fingerprints and paperwork ready to go, thanks to the Silencer Shop kiosk. There is nothing easier. If you're not using Silencer Shop, you're working too hard for your suppressors. The one-and-done solution for your suppressor needs, ensuring a headache-free purchase. Explore Silencer Shop for your next suppressor edition and immediately open your eyes to a better shooting experience. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, once again, Pure Talk is investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. Now, you've heard me talk about Pure Talk before, right? How they provide excellent coverage and service with industry-beating rates. And now, I'm happy to announce that Pure Talk is also providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. Look, that's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone and Pure Talk's eSIM technology makes switching so simple. Or you can get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch to the cell phone company that I know will provide you with outstanding service and value. Pure Talk. Just go to puretalk.com slash baker, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined, to start saving today. And when you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, visit puretalk.com slash baker to start saving on wireless at home and abroad. Welcome back to the PDB. I've got two more critical pieces of news for you this morning. First up, if the United States and China ever went to war, who would win? Now, that is a very important question because, as I briefed you previously, many in the U.S. military and intelligence community believe it is quite possible that China will invade Taiwan in the next 10 years, perhaps as early as next year. 
So that's why the Center for Strategic and International Studies organized a group of retired U.S. generals and naval officers and former Pentagon officials to use their knowledge of what would happen if China invaded Taiwan and the U.S. and her allies came to their defense. So this group then participated in 24 rounds of what's called a tabletop exercise. They ran through all sorts of scenarios of what would happen with an ultimate focus on who would win and the costs for that victory. So first they laid out how they thought China would attack. It would begin, they said, with a massive aerial bombardment that destroys most of Taiwan's Navy and Air Force within the first day or two. Then the Chinese Navy would surround Taiwan and try to stop any attempts by the U.S. or our allies to get supply ships or aircraft to the island. Next, tens of thousands of Chinese soldiers would then cross the Strait of Taiwan and take key beachheads on the west coast. Airborne Chinese troops would then land further inland. Now, that would likely be days one through two to three. So what happens next, though, by day four, that becomes critical. Does Taiwan surrender or do they fight? Because if they fight and keep China bogged down, then it gives the Americans and our allies, especially the Japanese, time to launch a counterstrike. First, we would hit the beaches with those troops. And most critically, we would use underwater warfare to sink ships in the Taiwan Strait. So then who would win week one? Well, no doubt about it, it would be bloody and costly to everyone. America and Japan would lose dozens of ships, hundreds of aircraft, and thousands of service members. As for China, its navy would be in shambles, and tens of thousands of soldiers who had taken those beaches, well, they would be prisoners of war. Finally, as for Taiwan, the island's economy would be in tatters, as you would expect, and survivors would be struggling without electricity or basic services, but the island would remain free, its military victorious. In other words, America and our allies would win the first round, but the cost to everybody for years to come would be tremendous. And that's why these folks from the Pentagon and the Navy advised a few key things. First, they said, arm Taiwan now with robust military weaponry, not later. Unlike Ukraine, they said, Taiwan has to start with everything it needs. It can't be dependent on being resupplied in that first week or two. Second, there needs to be an increase in focus on America's undersea platforms like the submarines. So what this exercise showed is that this undersea counterstrike was able to severely damage the Chinese Navy, but with more of it, the Chinese would have been sunk far faster. Finally, Japan becomes the linchpin in China's defeat. Without America's bases on that country, U.S. aircraft are largely removed from the fight because many of our naval assets, like our aircraft carriers, would be severely damaged or destroyed. And that's why, as the report concludes, we must strengthen our relationship with Japan and further arm that country to prepare for war with China. Well, if anyone in D.C. is reading this report, they have a chance to do exactly that later this week. And that's because Japanese Prime Minister Kishida will be in Washington, D.C. on Friday, slated to meet with Joe Biden and others. According to the White House, on the agenda includes issues of North Korea, Ukraine, and tensions with China over Taiwan. By the way, if you want to dig into this war game report, it really is a great read. It's called The First Battle of the Next War. Although you might want to set aside an afternoon for it, it is 165 pages long.
Finally this morning, we've got a mystery ship to talk about, and it might just be secretly fueling the Russian war in Ukraine. So for this brief, you might want to pull out your maps, whether that be on your phones or computers or simply in your minds. And I want you to find the country of South Africa, specifically the city of Cape Town. Now, Just a touch south of Cape Town, just before you get to the Cape of Good Hope, you find the small city of Simonstown. It was established in the year 1680 and has been a critical naval base and harbor for over 200 years. By the way, it's a pretty beautiful place. It's got the nearby Table Mountain, Boulders Beach, where you can see a colony of penguins. But anyway, in this small city of Simonstown, that is where we start with our mystery ship this morning. Her name is the Lady R. It's a Russian merchant ship. The United States and others in the West have long believed it to be running weapons from around the world either to ship Russian weapons to its allies or vice versa, to bring foreign-made weaponry back home to Moscow. So about a month ago, the Lady R turned off its transponder. And that's normally done when a ship is trying to hide itself. According to the Wall Street Journal, the ship suddenly then showed up at Simonstown Naval Base. That's South Africa's largest naval installation. Well, according to satellite imagery and local reports, the crew unloaded something and then reloaded the ship with something else. Now, we do not know what was inside those containers going in either direction, but we do know that the containers were transported by military vehicles with official escorts, plus armed guards were watching the entire process. Now, the ship was there for two nights, with the loading and unloading occurring only at night, which was unusual in one regard. South Africa is plagued by blackouts due to corruption and incompetence in the national utility, so there's often no power at night. But on those two nights, the naval base had all the juice it needed, and that attracted attention. One local woman apparently got a bit snoopy and was following a truck that was leaving the base, and she got chewed away, but not before documenting what she saw. Regardless, on the morning of December 9th, the Lady R left that naval base and that evening turned its transponder back on. Now, since then, it's traveled to the African country of Mozambique and is currently sailing towards Istanbul, Turkey. It's a short hop to Ukraine and Russian territory. So you might be wondering, do we have any guesses at all as to what was or is on that ship? Well, South Africa is known to have purchased Russian ammunition in the past, so it could be that that was what was offloaded. But what about those containers that were loaded back onto the Lady R? Well, naturally, the South African government has the answer to that question, but they are not sane. Here's their response when asked for details. Quote, Washington, D.C. is threatening Africa, not just South Africa, when we have anything that is even smelling of Russia. Meanwhile, the Russian government isn't saying a thing either. No comment, they said. One final thing for you to know. The South African government and its governing party, the African National Congress, or ANC, has had a very long and very close relationship with the Russians, and the Chinese too, in fact. Indeed, their navies are actually scheduled to hold joint exercises later next month. So folks, those are the details as we know them this morning about this mystery ship. So what do you think's going on? Well, let me tell you what I think, pivoting briefly now to analysis and opinion. So folks, I suspect that what we are seeing here is South Africa helping its longtime friends to bust Western sanctions. 
And it speaks to the great challenge that I previously briefed you on. It is difficult or even impossible to use sanctions to truly weaken Russia. As we have seen throughout recent history from North Korea to the old Soviet Union, sanctions are wickedly difficult to successfully implement so long as these countries have friends who are willing to help them. Friends that in this case might be in South Africa who are able to buy, oh, I don't know, say critical parts for drones, for instance. I briefed you last week on how Ukrainian and Western intelligence agencies have found technical gadgetry from American and European companies inside of Russia's drones, even though those parts are sanctioned. Well, somebody's buying them. All in all, folks, I will keep you posted on this mystery ship, the Lady R, and see if we can't uncover what exactly is on that ship. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. We'll be right back. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com slash carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Mike Baker here. I want to take just a minute to talk about something of real importance to you and your family's financial well-being, and that's life insurance. Look, I know it's not everyone's favorite topic, and, and a lot of folks avoid talking about it or they put it off thinking it's too costly or too complicated or you'll get to it some other day. And it's true. Finding the right policy on your own can be time-consuming and complex. But I'm here to tell you, life insurance is an important safety net for your family. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, for me, having an appropriate life insurance policy. Well, it means less stress, less worry. I know that my amazing wife and our kids will be properly taken care of and provided for should something happen to me. Now, back when I was in the market for life insurance, and that was a while back, I did my searching the old-fashioned way. Lots of telephone calls, paperwork, faxes, maybe even a beeper. I would have loved to have Policy Genius to streamline the whole process. Policy Genius helps you compare all your options from top companies and provides a team of unbiased, licensed experts to walk you through the decision-making. You can compare quotes with just a few clicks, find just the right policy, and Bob's your uncle. And they've got thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes. 
and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome back to the PDB, folks. I've got one more thing before I let you go. If you are a farmer, rancher, or logger, I have good news for you. You are the happiest of people in America with the least stress and living lives that are the most fulfilling. Those are the key takeaways from data collected by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics from 2010 to 2022. By the way, at the bottom of this happiness list were people in finance and insurance. Sorry if that is any of you all. Meanwhile, the most stressful were those folks in teaching and, once again, in finance and insurance. But here's what I found interesting about this data. The people that were the happiest, the least stressed, and leading the most fulfilled lives had one thing in common. Their jobs took place outside. There's a connection then to nature. And that actually matches other data that we have. Rural people tend to be happier than those in cities, although some studies question that. Meanwhile, there's evidence that if you're ill and recovering, your health will improve faster if you see nature, including trees. In fact, in Japan, they practice something called forest bathing, which isn't bathing in our sense, but rather just being surrounded by nature, taking walks and seeing the sights and smells and sounds. So I flagged this data for you all for two reasons. First, isn't it interesting that the oldest professions known to mankind, farming, ranching, and logging, still give us the greatest happiness and fulfillment? It's remarkable to me that after all the progress over thousands of years, people still find the greatest fulfillment and joy doing what humans have always done. Second, we live in a time, though, where I think that's changing, at least again in my view. In fact, I would argue that there is a war on the very things that make us happy. There's a war on farming and ranching and logging. There's a war on nature, too. So I briefed you on how governments in New Zealand, Ireland, and the Netherlands are slaughtering cows and seizing farms, all in the name of climate change. We've seen those same policies advanced here in America, too. Policies like the Green New Deal, which advocated slaughtering not just some of America's cattle, but all of them, again, because of climate change. And then we have the war on nature. Last month, the Biden administration announced that it would open up federal lands out west to build thousands or tens of thousands of acres of solar and wind farms. Plus, we know that dirty green energy will require a massive amount of mining all around the world to build those lithium batteries for a new global fleet of electric vehicles. But remember, though, nobody wants those mines in their backyards, in part because those mines are ugly because people would rather look at and live in nature. So you can do with that as you will. Reasonable people can disagree on this, but more importantly, if you were thinking about selling that house in the city and heading back to the farm, well, now you have another good reason to do so. Turns out it might just make you happier. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day.
What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.